0: Alright. Alrighty then. I am here and. This show is explicit. If you are under the age of 18, please get the fuck on out of here. This show is explicit. <laughs> Let me play that again. If you are... This show is explicit. If you are under the age of 18, please get the fuck on out of here. Thank you. This message is brought to you by Kapuhuna. Kapuhuna, 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 Kapuhuna. Kapuna. Kapu 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 that is correct. That is very much correct. And today I think I will talk about irony and miracles and how they are basically the same thing. It's almost always the same thing, really. I mean, if you look at any miracle like it's 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 an irony. the miracle is the irony. like you define the miracle, write it out. <laughs> it's ironic. <laughs> you know um in any case uh I just uh I got a song, and I think it's pretty cool. so I will play that for you. Here it goes. A brief moment of clarity, blind house turned, gave self-call and cheat, but I'll decide what spirit to me. Your love is from the heart, your thought is from the mind, I'm going to be eager to see you love the whole time. Your love is from the heart, your thought is from the mind. clarity land house turn some color cheat but I was I was me, stressing my mentality the properly collapsed I did insanity remembering how it ran from me yeah. but I'm a fool Rest. Let's pray to last. Watching every step like walking on both of the last If walk with me, If you up to the task. But if we come across a the wall, then be forced to trespass. Unstoppable, when I'm deep in the zone. Feel my soul's pain, You you hear my grave tone. From to think, people are seeing people as drones. Well, I live anomaly like the owls cloned. I get stoned And I'm frozen the seven. Growning with lime can be the greatest of remedies. Always looking fresh, but I hate this whole jealousy. Respect the divine. Small rhyme shine heavily. Once i open up, once it gets a fair I feel the genic. From the depths the whole cause, jelly Gelic life you will be in the healing Suddenly doing things I shouldn't carry the feeling From the mind empty as the heart feels bored Come more than flat silence is smokers Love is from the heart, thoughts from the mind Humble my ego to see I'm up the whole time To give it unconditionals, to live a mortal life I'm a human baby, but be my wings fly let you my head, is like the world, your mind's eye Put within your heart and let your true love shine Let your true love shine Love is, heart. Love is from the heart. Love is from the mind. I'm both my people to see, I'm the whole time. I'm both to see, i the whole time. Love is from the heart. thoughts from the mind. Suddenly <laughs> had to pull around, citizen tangible. Heard on the radio that I'm said to be radical. That's why you can't even it bro. Greater than that, I know. That's right. Love, this a hot talk of the mind. a I'm both eager to see you love the whole time, the whole time. The whole time. And I am doing this without my usual, um, set up i don't know if you knew i told my friends but uh yeah no i had like a plug connecting to my phone that was like a fork from a plug plugged into my mic which was plugged into like uh another fork that was plugged into my headphones and i had like five wires all connected everything was all connecting to everything and i was really trying to make it work but too much and it did not work Nobody could hear anything. Uh, I think there was like a feedback thing going on. I don't even know, you know. So I'm trying it with just the mic um, just for my phone. And yeah, that's how I started off. So whatever. (laughs) Hopefully it works. You know, uh, actually, a lot of the audio from my documentary that was just actually taken off of recordings I did like this. And then I would put it through uh, a couple things, actually. I put it through Wii Video. I put it through, uh, what is that, Magisto. And one, uh, one or two other things. And um, yeah, you know, um, it came out pretty crisp in there. So I figure this is good. It works. You know, sometimes uh, simplicity is better. Always, actually. Yeah, it's always better i won't lie (laughs) simplicity that's key and uh yeah you know as i like to say um on the path to oneness everything would simplify um after a very awakening moment about a year ago uh that's what it came down to for me i realized that um The reason why synchronicity was collapsing into more thicker and thicker synchronicity was because I was getting closer. And that's the reason why I felt so uncomfortable, too. Because as you get closer to truth or anything true, by default, obviously, you're going to have to let go of illusions and ideas about reality. And it's uncomfortable, you know, uh, every time cannot take those illusions with you into truth and uh, you know the funny thing is is that um, a lot of times we'll know truths and we'll know things and we just don't apply it of course right you know um, and uh, it's like they say in um, like Thoth said in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth uh, you would have to read it again and again because things will hit you later on that you didn't realize uh, connected and uh, works a lot that way with a lot of books or anything that we read or watch or anything, you know, uh, sometimes the thing doesn't really hit us until the right moment and um, yeah, well, this episode is going to be about irony, which is a tough one because, and I say that a lot, right, a tough one, tough one, uh, I should probably chill on that, because uh, a lot of times people have a habit of listening to the theme without really uh, applying irony to it. (laughs) I like to apply irony to everything. You can always find the truth in irony. You know, um, obviously that a person would only understand a wisdom because they went through the opposite, right? You know? A lot of times we like to call people hypocrites and such, but in general... It's only through that hypocrisy that they learn what is, you know, right for them or what works for them or what doesn't, right? You know, we only gain wisdom from the experience of failure. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Maybe not even just failure, but, uh, you know, hardships and such. You know, we uh, we learn our values from the lack thereof. Or we learn ourselves by basically trying to discover who we are, trial and error, and uh, realizing what we're not, you know? So in every sense... Like, let's say you have a horrible relationship, right? Well, that's awesome, because then you know what you want. And when you know what you want, you know who you are. When you know what you want and who you are, then you go for the thing that you want. Of course, sometimes we do get caught in, you know, hypocrisies and such. And um, we do tend to create hardships in our lives. We feel like uh, we deserve to suffer for ourselves and we don't deserve the thing that we really want. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing. You got to step up and claim what you want. You got to step up and take action towards what you want because you don't really, you know, nobody's going to just like hand anything that you want to you. Sure, sometimes, yeah, you know, but I mean, generally, it usually happens that it's handed to you after you've worked hard for it you know, and and not gotten it. And um, you've worked so hard that you've became fluent and expert at whatever it is. And uh, you were not given um, respect or given admiration or what you deserved for it for so long that you got so good at it that it's just blah to you. Then one day, you know, you just do something and it's like blah, You put it out and and you're giving back appreciation. And it can be hard to accept because we've taught ourselves these ego things where the ego says, oh, well, you must obviously not deserve appreciation or, oh, this is obviously not good enough. And you keep listening to it until you believe it and then a miracle happens. And a miracle is bound to happen. It's going to happen. You know, the miracle is going to come your way. And whether we're ready to accept the miracle or not, that's that's on you, really. And yeah, you know, it's not easy. Um, we believe our lies. We believe our, our self-told lies. And it can suck very much. I like to believe that Every irony, as I like to say a lot, and everybody hates it. Not everybody uh, let's say 50% hate it. This way you have a choice. You don't uh, go siding with the people that are, the, you know, the group that is more, <laughs> like is general. Um, so 50%, you know, do not like that. I say irony is the face of God. But it's a really good tool use because then we can see like okay we can look deeper into the truth you know we can think like because generally we think that we know a thing or we see a thing and we know what it is and we know what it means and then we we see people and then we make associations with the things that we know about them and then we claim things like i know who they are you know if you've been in uh uh an argument or a dispute somebody and they're like i know who you are <laughs> Because they're trying to, like, pin a idea about who you are. It's never really true, is it? You're never really that person that they're claiming. And generally, it's always really sadly... Sadly, in, like, you feel sad and hurt and broken-hearted from it. And that it's actually totally wrong. and They don't understand. Right? You know? Uh, that's basically what it comes down to, is that we think that we know, but we don't. And and that's the thing is that we have to practice being humble and practice seeing that, okay, we're not right, you know. And this can happen by basically uh, searching for irony in everything. Now, I don't prescribe this for everybody because some people do not have the types of minds that can uh, fervor it, but... Yeah, no, it's a, it can be a healthy thing, and I guess it could be a thing that drives people crazy, but I, to me, it's been a healthy thing, is that I think in everything, like, okay, well, what if I'm specifically wrong? Let me tell you a story. I've wrote about it. I've told a lot of people about this story, but it's one of my favorites, and uh, I think I'll go more in-depth into it this time than ever before. Um, some time ago, maybe like, shoot, probably a year by now, uh, my dad was telling me a story in order to, well, it just happened to him, and so he was trying to tell it to me, and uh, what it was was, um, you see, he, he's got a lot of followers on YouTube, Uh, he doesn't have any videos, he's got a lot of subscribers though, and the reason for that is because he says amazing things in the comments, and people love it so uh, one day he came across a video now um, I never got to see the video and uh, I don't know what it is but I know that uh, my dad he speaks his mind you know that's a great thing well he was speaking his mind and he did not like the video at all he thought the video was crap and he was insulted actually so I think the video was on a theme of something maybe political maybe something I don't know but it was uh, contrary to his beliefs or perhaps he thought it was mocking and it came off mockingly so he scolded the person right he, he commented all kinds of shit talk to the person and uh, said a lot of uh, mean things turned out that It was a little kid's video. and The little kid had spent a lot of time making the video. And the little kid was sincere in the video and really sincerely trying to make it. And sincere in what the tone of the video was. It's just that he, my dad, you know, did not think of that. (laughs) And my dad broke the little kid's heart. that's a very, very elemental example of things that we do in life or or claim against each other in life and we hate each other in life or we think a person means this or that and, or we think things are mocking when they're really sincere. You know, I used to have this uh, Australian ex. Now, they have a tone to them, right? You know, kind of like a, uh, you know, st- stuck-up-sounding tone. I got to admit, okay? You know, I mean, no hate. You know, I love Australia. I love Australians. I love uh I love your voice and everything. And I I spent uh, 3 months in Australia last year, journeying half of it and I love it. I love you guys. But you guys have a cocky ass tone that comes off a little snobby. <laughs> it does. And um but you know, after being with my ex for a while, you know, um while we were together and she was not my ex. She was my partner. They call it in Australia, partner. Um, When we were partners, um, I realized that she didn't mean to come off in those tones. That that's just how they talked. To me, I always thought it was mockingly, you know? I thought it was mocking. Uh, Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... that's how they talk there and that's certain uh certain phrases and and things they just come off like that it's not what I thought it was and um yeah I was blind to it so irony is that I would get pissed off and argue thinking that she was trying to mock me over things that were sincere you know horrible eventually i learned it and um we harmonized a lot better after that but it did take humbling myself and it did take realization that hey maybe i'm wrong you see that's the thing is that in doing that in me realizing i was wrong and humbling myself I was choosing to be the miracle in that instance because the ego says what it does and the ego tries to entrap you. No, let's say the false ego uh, or the uh, egoic uh, echo, however you want to call it, Um, the shadow in Carl Jung's version of it. And it's false. It's a Plato's allegory of the shadow, if anything. If you've, if you've never heard of Plato's allegory of the shadow, it goes like this. Uh, Plato said, we're like people chained up in a cave, and we're all staring at the wall of the cave. Now, <clears throat> every now and then, something like a dog or a person will walk in front of the light, and we see the shadow. So we all point at the shadow, and we say, that's this, that's that. And we make up names for it, and ideas, and we watch its nature, and we think we know reality. You know, we say, this is the reality. Now imagine you are there, and you get unchained, and then you turn around. That's got to be scary, right, you know? Now imagine you are unchained, and then you walk outside, and you see the daylight, you know, and at first it hurts your eyes. But then your eyes adjust and you start seeing the world as it really is. And then you, uh, you know, you're amazed, you're in awe. Now imagine then you go back inside the cave and then you try to tell your friends what you saw. Nobody's going to understand you. And obviously the first thing that's going to happen is they're going to call you crazy. And they're going to fight it. That's that's default, really, which sucks. It really does suck, you know. All of us, uh, as in nature, we tend to think that we are uh, the most virtuous. I read an article about this. It was saying that everybody thinks that they're the most virtuous, righteous uh, people, and everybody else fails and is more evil than them. Even um, people that do crimes and such, you know. Uh, everybody always feels that they're, in a sense, innocent. That's why they do the crimes, because they feel that they've been led and pushed to do them. And I want to say, in a kind of sort of way, in a kind of sort of social, uh, cultural way, we do. We do. We put people and other people in uh, situations to where they're forced, not forced, but they're coerced, to believing reality as a certain way, and then uh, taking and making decisions based off of that. You know, for instance, um, well, music in general, in a lot of ways, uh, we teach, you know, uh, ebonics that black means that you got to do a lot of crimes, that you got to be Uh, self-centered, that you gotta be treat women like shit and that you gotta be uh, shallow of course this is totally against the truth within our hearts but uh, I live in California you know and people believe that shit people believe that I mean I know I did for a second you know uh, it never really quite sit well with me But I would say that uh, others are more fluent in it than I am. You know, gotta wear my crisp gerbo jeans and my uh, brand new white tee, fresh white tee, yeah, and all that. You know, I got my Nikes on, yep, because, I mean, this brand name, (laughs) whatever, what the fuck ever, that shit costs, like, fucking probably 20 cents in a... uh, You know, sweatshop somewhere To make And it's very much Horrible It's horrible Um, It's bad for our economy It's bad for our culture And our society Uh, It's a a thing about planned obsolescence too Because uh, planned obsolescence Means you make shit So that way it's uh, designed to break down Really quickly That means that people have to keep coming back For it You know, phones, cars, car parts. It's more beneficial for a company to do that. So they do do that, actually. When it comes to auto parts, they put things through a machine and through a test to make sure that it does not go over a certain amount of time until it breaks. It has to break before that point. Now, they don't hide this shit. This is not something that's like, you know, a uh, uh, conspiracy theory at all. This is factual. Everybody's honest about it and open about it. And this is just how it goes. Is it efficient to the definition of efficiency? No. Is it eco- uh, economic as the definition of economy means to use resources efficiently? No. And I like to argue that we do not have an economy. And there's an irony for you right there. What would be a miracle in that point would be for them to do the opposite. For a company to say, hey, you know what? You know what? This is free. This should be free. Let's just give it to people. You know, like things like programs that, uh, you know, are needed for security, for computers. Like, hey, you know what? It's a fucking program. It doesn't really cost anything for a person to copy. You know, uh, so they could just, instead of having it be licensed, I don't know, make it free. it's good for the whole, then why not? Right? Buckminster Fuller put it away where he says that you do not change the system by fighting it. You change the system by building something that is more efficient. And uh, makes the former system obsolete which is awesome, and actually, I've got a lot of bookmarks, and a lot of them are bookmarks of awesome people that do awesome things, and they've got some awesome ideas. You know, I try to uh, talk to them and collaborate, but nobody wants to believe that anybody else uh, has any ideas, so they don't look, and nobody likes to feel like... uh, Well, whenever somebody's got their dream and their ideal, they think that they have the best way, right? So they don't actually search and humble themselves to see if, like, there's a more efficient way. It's ego. Ego Ego-based. False ego-based. And uh, the echo of the shadow. Well, you know, let's go back to the miracle point. Um, Let's talk about miracle and how it's always ironic. Well, it's, you got Jesus Christ, right? Now, this is pure irony all the way. Uh, he was born in a manger, right? Poor. Poor. But three kings knew about it. That's something. Jesus, uh... He walked on water during a storm. <laughs> he was First off, he was asleep. Right? the storming, and he's asleep. He's sleeping during the storm. Everybody's freaking out, and he wakes up, and he's like, what the heck is going on? And they're like, there's a storm, and he's like, motherfuckers, look, here. And he goes, and he steps out on the water, and everything calms down, and he's standing on the water, right? Everybody was tripping on it, thinking they're going to drown, and he's just standing on it like, what? What? That's right. Look. Yeah. <laughs> That's hardcore, and that's ironic. It's like, you know, he's in the desert, right? Now, the desert, that's a dry place. You go in the desert, right, and you want some water. Well, he goes and he takes the water and he puts it and makes it into some wine. (laughs) That's ironic. You're kind of going to get thirsty in the desert, you know, but he turns it into wine. That's ironic. It's ironic that... He taught love and compassion and to love all as yourself. And that they, the people in their denial of it, in their inability to to humble themselves and just see the obvious. Well, they make up a bunch of, um, you know, uh, shit against what he was saying and like sure he did say some words that did kind of mean the things but I mean like you know um it's really irrelevant. Really and they killed him because they over ego. They claimed he had too much ego in his in his claim about being the uh king of the Jews or whatnot. Who knows how it really went? You know, I like to remind people that in history, well, only the good die young. Which means that the successor writes the history books, right? And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive. Can I take these off? What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. People like to say, oh, you know, the Bible is the word of God, and the Bible is uh, either a... 100% 100% factual or it's 100% bullshit. I like to say, actually, that makes you no know, scientific sense. If we're to look at things in a practical way, we could look at it as, yeah, that sh- that did happen. You know, that stuff did happen. There's a lot of evidence that shows it. I've got a book called 100, um, 100 Greatest Bible Events. And uh, I read that when I was a teen. And um, again, when I was older. But yeah, there's been entire cities found due to biblical reference. There's a lot of evidence that shows that those are historic events. And um, I, I think uh, I was reading in Discover Magazine, I think it was some some years ago, that they found uh, hundreds or thousands or something of Egyptian soldier armor and uh, and chariots too. At the bottom of the, what is it, the Dead Sea or Red Sea? Whatever is right up there, right up by Egypt. Um, and it made no sense because the thing was is that, like, there was no, like, shipwreckage anywhere near where they found the bones and where they found all of the uh, armor and everything. Yet there it was. As though they all just died together right there. On the bottom of the floor of this whatever sea, red sea, dead sea, I'm sorry. I don't know. (laughs) Right there, you know? So it's funny, like, these things, uh, who's to say they didn't happen, right? That said, you do have to remember that these things were a collection, collected, um, well, you know, after that point, the symbol of Jesus was still the two fish, the Pisces, As Jesus was the guy, he was the signifier of the beginning of the age of Pisces. And for hundreds of years, it stayed as that symbol of the two fish, you know. Well, in that time, um, people were spreading the word and, uh, you know, the the telephone game, right? You know, uh, things get embellished, things get made up, and people forget stuff, and people add stuff. Constantine saw this as horrible, as a really bad thing, and he took unto him the right to go and kill a lot of monks and collect all of the everything that had to do with it and had everybody sit down and choose what was uh, the truth and what wasn't. That must have been a lot of pressure on him, even uh, spiritually speaking. You know, we tend to think of Constantine as, like, horrible and just revolting, and oh, he must have just, you know, made up whatever the fuck because he wanted to, right? He must have been evil. He did kill, you know, in order to be killed a lot of those people and monks and such. So, you know, yada yada. I like to think that's actually pretty stupid of us to think anybody as inherently evil or to Uh, claim anybody as evil because as we do so, right, there's a, let's see this, there's a, 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 there's a good chance that if they did an evil act that they were suffering from themes to do with it and hurt a lot and they've just tried the best they could. B, they Quite possibly, we're just dumb, did not understand things, and made mistakes. Or C, they're just plain innocent, and we're wrong, and all that. Yeah, and in every sense, it's basically us blaming the innocent. You know, maybe they were like so and so, just completely evil and wrong and lied and such and such, right? You know, but I would say that. First of all, there's a very thin chance of that given all the other possibilities that we put up in line. And there's even more possibilities that I'm, I, don't even, I can't even think of right now, right? So if you uh, equate all that out, you know, there's like more of a chance that they were innocent. Now, do you gamble with the innocence? Do you gamble with the blaming of innocent people? Is that a chance that you're willing to take? Because it's a chance that I would guess you probably do. We all do kind of uh, have moments where we get caught thinking that things are this way and evil when it really isn't. And we accuse people wrongly. That's what they did to Jesus. If you remember. It's better to have faith in a person. Because in this way we don't take the chance of punishing an innocent person. and It's never a thing to gamble on. Ever. If anything, find out the truth. It's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, right? Well, if you look at it and you take that instance that I just mentioned, <laughs> every evil act could be appended to that nature. Like a person harms people and he harms the innocent. Well, you know, he might be actually doing that where he's not taking into mind that maybe they're you know innocent right a a person goes and he goes and kills a bunch of people you know he might have been fucking insane and going through a lot of shit and you know he probably saw and thought a lot of shit he probably thought all those people were evil it does not give him the right to do so and in fact it shows that actually he was symbolically doing the essence of the same thing that we do as we judge people without knowing the truth as we uh, um, do that evil act it's basically evil whenever you claim something is something and you know the it as quote-unquote fact that's evil that's evil because you're gambling taking the chance of punishing innocent and that's horrible you know and because that's, you know, that's just it uh, if we look at it You know, think of somebody that did evil to you. Maybe they thought they were justified. Actually, obviously they thought they were justified. They weren't true. Or maybe they were, I don't know. (laughs) But the fact is, is that in every sense that you look at it, we always do kind of only do things that we feel justified about, right? You know, that's how we do it. That's why we do things, because we feel that we're righteous in doing it. Now, it's only really truly in our ignorance of things and ignorance of giving people the benefit of the doubt and in our uh, cowardice of uh, blaming rather than thinking maybe we're wrong that we harm people that are innocent and we recreate and uh, are evil. And a lot of times life, actually, life... It works in certain ways to where everything kind of just kind of looks, really does look like the thing that we're, you know, it really does make it look like things to us. Um, And so it would be a miracle in those sense. It would be a miracle of us to take a moment, have patience, and look within before we act. A huge thing about being a miracle. Um, forgiveness, too. Uh, in every sense, forgiveness is being a miracle. Because the ego, the false ego mind wants to blame. The false ego mind says, I know exactly everything as it is. I know exactly who that person is, and I know why they did the things, and they need to be punished for it. Right? You know? And um, of course, it's all bullshit. Of course it's all bullshit. By default. So the forgiveness comes in that we see and realize that, hey, you know what? Actually, we don't know the whole scenario. It was wrong for us to be attacked or hurt by the other person, but if I try to empathize, then I gain more understanding of the situation. And you see that. Because you can even create imagination uh, about what you know uh, what could have happened to make them hurt you and then you start to empathize and through that you start to forgive and through that you heal buddha said that to drink uh, to uh to wish harm on another or to hold hatred that's what it is to ha- hold hatred against another is like to drink poison and hope the other person gets hurt Napa this October, it's no trick. A five-quart jug of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil is just $26.99. Plus, get a treat, a $10 Visa gift card. Because the only thing spookier than ghouls and ghosts is engine sludge. That's Mobile One five-quart jugs for $26.99 plus $10 back. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state, local taxes, or recycling fees. Offer ends ten thirty one nineteen. And yeah, you know, um, that's how it is. We always tend to create the platform for us to be hurt in the specific ways that we already blame the person for. Like, I would know that for a very good fact. Uh, For years, I was paranoid about being cheated on. Not with every ex, you know. I mean, I've had relationships where I didn't, you know, I didn't care. I I didn't, you know, I didn't feel that they would cheat, and they didn't. And I was comfortable in it. But sometimes, you know, there were ones where I did feel specifically paranoid about. And uh, what would happen is I tended to create the platform to where they cheated. I think there's a song lyric that goes like that, right? Um, Some chick or something saying like, uh, with all the times that you blamed me for cheating, I should have or something, right? And that's the thing is that in our blame, in our punishment, in our uh, claim that they are a thing or that a person is a thing, what that's doing is that's basically asking them to become it. Which is very evil, if you think about it. Like, what kind of evil thing, you know? Why would we want the person to become the evil thing that we hate or don't like? It's very ridiculous, but we do do it. You know, like let's say, uh, let's say that you have a friend, and you think that the friend is like trying to take your lover or something, right? You know. Well, then you would start treating that friend weird. You know? The friend of course would notice and like be hurt, be very hurt. And then you would probably start treating your lover like uh like they're cheating. You'd set it up. You know, you set it up. We always set ourselves up for the failure. Uh, so, like, the miracle would be like, hey, you know, I'm just going to drop all this illusion and just open myself up to see the truth. Because maybe uh, even if you were right, even if that they, the two, you know, were eyeballing each other and, you know, it was your intuition, even if so, is that something to hate for, right? Because it could have been like a one-time thing and then they realize like, oh, no, wait. That person isn't really that attractive to me and I got my love or I don't want to, you know, do anything bad. But then if you like, like, like let's say if you, you brush it off, then that would be that. But if you held on to it, well, then you create the platform. So really, what is the evil? Evil is something that we almost on a subconscious level try to pull out from other people. We right? try to pull it out. We try to create the scenario. And that's the true evil. So what it is, is you have faith. You have faith in other people. Now, we like to say that, oh, okay, God is within us all, right? Well, if God is within us all, then to have faith in another person is to have faith in God. To harm another person is probably going to hurt God. You know, to lack faith in a person that's lacking faith in God—that's just pure logic, right there, right? You know, for all one in mean, the oneness, then to love another unconditionally is to have that connection, and to to, to reject another or uh, hate another—that's to not have that connection anyway. So, by default, you would not be understanding of the person, and by default, you would be wrong. In the stories of uh, Hosea and Gomorrah, Hosea, uh, Gomer, I mean, uh, Hosea was told by God to go and marry a prostitute, right? And he did. He he listened to God. Then she, uh, after many years, they had a family and they fell in love and she did not feel worthy and she ran away. And he was distraught. Yes, why God, why would you put me through this? And God says, now go get her. And he does. He goes and he he finds her being sold uh, as a slave, you know, um, by a slave master. And then he buys her back. And she's on the ground crying, feeling totally ashamed of her sin and her running back to sin. And, And he looks at her, and he's by her, and he just loves her unconditionally, you know, even though she ran, even though she's so ashamed. Um, That's what I like to say. That's probably the first moment that a human being ever empathized with how God must feel. As we run from our uh, worth of his love or her love, whatever you want to call it, as we go back to sin when we really just want to be loved and we don't want to go to sin at all. We want to feel worthy and it's hard, isn't it? Cause it's hard because we let, we got to let go of our belief structures. Because the thing is, is that God is always right there and the love is being given. And maybe it does hurt God. Maybe it hurts God that we don't want to look. Maybe it hurts God that we run. It surely hurt um, Hosea. Well, anyways, that's that. I'm all out of time, but uh, much love. Aloha way.